Thank you for joining us on this episode of Eminent Teachnology with Dr. Rochelle Newton and Drew Stennett, where we examine current and emerging technologies through the lens of diversity and equality. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a new episode of Eminent Teachnology with Dr. Rochelle Newton and Drew Stennett. Today, we are going to talk about subscriptions. Uh, so, not magazine subscriptions, at least this time, but digital subscriptions, because we we all have, I think, subscriptions to everything. Uh, Rochelle, I was trying to think about like all the things we subscribe to before the podcast, and it's a lot. Uh, like we have multiple digital channels like Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, and then you can include Amazon Prime, which is not only digital, but that gives you like access to more physical stuff or I guess faster access to physical stuff. Uh, and then we were talking about movies shortly before we started recording. Uh, we even have a subscription to the movie theater. So we pay like, I think it's $20 a month for unlimited theater movies, uh, which uh, I mean, I think personally we have loved and <laughs> we uh, it makes us sort of go see more movies, right? Because hey, if something's unlimited, might as well get as much in of it as you can. Uh, but the reverse side to that is all of this stuff ends up costing a lot of money. And do we need all of this stuff? And when we talked a couple of weeks ago, uh, you brought up something that I had never uh, heard of before, which is a service that manages your subscriptions, <laughs> a subscription service to manage your subscriptions <laughs> to make yep. it. And correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I, I think the their uh, business thing is like you subscribe to, let's say, Netflix through them. And then when you want to cancel Netflix, they handle that. They handle that hassle for you. That's uh, exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. The interesting thing, we had talked about this, you know, maybe earlier in the year, like you to think you go to a restaurant, like you just take Chick-fil-A and mm -hmm. you go in and they want you to download the app. And like, there's a part of me who wants to know, why do I need to download the app when I could just go to the restaurant or use DoorDash or whatever to get it? Why do I need to do download the app? And you said, because, you know, they want to give you, get your information and then they can send you deals and things like that. But my question is, what do they do with the information when you download the app? So I don't know if you saw this, uh, but it was in the news yesterday. Fortnite is suing Apple for mm -hmm. the app store, mm -hmm. you know, and so, you know, getting into subscriptions. Right. So why do these companies want to know your information? And it's still not clear to me. So, you know, McDonald's has one. And the last commercial I saw for it. If you order something through their app, you might get a free French fry or free soda. Mm -hmm. Like, is that really worth you subscribing? Because now you have another resource that has your information. And what happens if that resource is hacked or, you know, somehow another ransomware or something like that? Like all of these things, they want you to download their app. Then you have all your subscriptions. You have all of these digital footprints that you have everywhere and you don't know what it is. And then mm -hmm. to add to the complication of that is the IOTs, Internet of Things. So all of these things have information about you. You don't know. So some, when you when you, you get the cookie that pops up that says you accept all cookies or, you know, you can modify it, whatever it is. But at the very bottom, in very small print, it either says we will not sell your information or your information may be sold. Most people never get to the bottom of that to read that. So when you think, Think about subscriptions, digital subscriptions, and you you have digital subscriptions to clothes, you fabletics, 
I, I mean, I just recently heard of Fabletics. I was in the mall and I think they had a store. I'm like, what is that? But you know, <laughs> I don't, what what is Fabletics? That's not one that I'm familiar with. It's a clothing store. They sell sportswear like um, Lululemon or um, mm. you know things like that. So you can get it even Lululemon. You can get a subscription to it, and you get at least in Lululemon, you get you know access to Lululemon has a line of clothes that's higher than what they put in their store. So you know it has things that you won't find in their store. But these subscriptions that they're asking you to either download their app or subscribe to their resources puts you makes you vulnerable, right? So mm-hmm. you have all of these things out there, and the, I can't think of the name of the organization, but there is a, a organization that they advertise on TV all the time where they will start deleting your subscriptions if you don't use it within three months. So you can set the value. If I haven't looked at a, a Netflix movie in three, six, or a year, they will cancel your subscription mm-hmm. um, on your phone. So to keep you from getting all these weird calls, there's the um, robo dial or something like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, so it blocks calls that your phone does not recognize, which is almost all the phones that's not in your contact. So you have a doctor, you know, and it blocks the doctor because that doctor's not in your contact. But mm-hmm. all of that says that somebody is collecting information about you. And the interesting thing about subscriptions, they're wonderful, right? So we can go click on the Netflix thing. It's a movie there. We can go watch it. Bam, nothing to do. As I said earlier, Amazon has, if you have a movie that's not in their prime directory, I guess, and I don't know how this works, you may have to pay more to watch Mm -hmm. it, you know? So there are all these methods out there of people having, you know, wonderful resources, right? So you don't have to keep up with it. You you see something on Netflix, you just go to it. But what you don't see is what's happening in the background of that. So are they collecting data about the types of movies you watch? So if they are, they know I don't watch horror movies, Drew. So just so we can get that on the record. <laughs> you <laughs> you mean like, not yet, not yet. Never. And unlike yourself, who you probably, as soon as the horror movie comes out, you've already seen it, you know? So, you know, but they're collecting this information about our behaviors. And then what? What happens to that information, Drew? How is how do you stay safe in an environment like that? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think a lot of this information is used to directly target us with more ads. I, I read a really good, uh, I don't know if analogy is the right word, but people describing like, you know, the benefits of these targeted ads is like, say that I, Drew, go buy a gun uh at a gun store, right? The gun store takes my credit card information. I get the gun. Uh, two years later, the gun store sells uh, all of the uh, information about people who have purchased guns to a third party. And now an advertiser has a budget and says, hey, I want to sell some guns to people. I can afford to get my ad in front of 10,000 people. Do I want to put my gun ad in front of 10,000 people just randomly across the internet? Or do I want to direct these gun sales towards uh, 10,000 people who have already purchased a gun in the last five or 10 years? And like your money, the advertiser's money is going to be much better spent on these targeted ads versus uh, something that's spread all around. That's not so much uh, an issue as far as data privacy goes. Uh, Well, I mean, I guess it could be, though. Like, do you want people, do you want third parties knowing all of the stuff that you've bought uh, over your lifetime, like in different stores, either online or physical? Like, I I don't really want people knowing that. It it seems a little uh, a bit creepy. But it's both like, you know, you're you're now being sold things that you may or may not want. And uh, also your information is just out there floating around in the ether, which is which sucks as well. Uh, 
So right. it's not not really an answer, but it's more scary things that can be done with your data. But we are moving, and I don't want to say faster, but we are moving to a total digital age where mm-hmm. everything, your food, your clothes, your car, your house, everything is digital. And the consumer has some questions to answer for themselves, right? So are you sure what you're doing is best for you? So, you know, the movies from the early 2000s where, you know, robots are taking over and all of these things, you know, they do offer a glimpse into what's possible, right? So if if you could take IBM's, uh, what's the big robot, I mean, big uh, machine learning system IBM has? Uh, Watson. Watson. If you could take something like Watson and Watson over time can learn behaviors. Mm-hmm. So what you said about targeting as so Watson, as an example, knows that Drew likes these things. So you like the tinker, you're a technology person, you like horror movies, it gets all these things. And so it starts defining your life for you, right? So the ads they're going to send to you, the things that are going to be available to you, you know, take it for example, if you, um, you have great credit, you know, you live in a you know fairly decent neighborhood, you're going to start getting ads that are targeted and, and resources that are targeted to you in your life, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you, as a consumer who is moving it, it with these things, right? So we're subscribing to all of these things. We, you know, there's a service that will send you clothes every month for you. Like once you tell them how tall, how much you weigh and all that stuff, it'll start sending you clothes. How much of your life can be lost to these processes, the simple things like no one needs to know how to spell anymore because your phone or your computer will spell for you. You don't need to drive. I saw on television where a man got arrested for he in the front seat of his Tesla with his head slumped down. Somebody called the police. You know, your car will drive you where you need to go. Your house will tell you, you know, you're using too much electricity or, you know, you need eggs. You know, when our lives move in these directions, do we understand what that means to us? Are we willing to take the consequences of what may happen to you? So if you mm-hmm. end up in this completely digital age where, you know, let's just say that there's no moment you, you're watching a movie at six, seven o'clock at night and the technology turns the lights off because it assumes you're asleep or turns the alarm on and your kid hasn't come home yet. It's based on information that it has. Of course, it will learn your behaviors more and more, but then you don't have very much control. So how do you override it? How do you set it so that this doesn't happen? How do how does the system that decides you don't need your Netflix account anymore? How do these systems work in a way that it allows the consumer to understand what what's at risk here? What what's what's the you know cause and effect? Yeah. Uh, so first off, like it's really hard, and and I think a lot of times we become like. Uh we become sort of submissive to these processes, like talking about turning the lights on and off. Like that's something we have like here in our house. It's like, uh, if I forget to turn my like office lights out, uh, I have a little timer set that says, just turn them off at, you know, 1 AM, no matter what. Cause like, I'm not going to be up at 1 AM, but you know, every now and then I am up at 1 AM. And uh, like when that clock starts timing down, I'm like, uh, like lights are about to turn off here. Do I want to like pull up the phone app and like go through everything and make sure they're not going to flip back on or like, eh, it's 1am. Maybe I should just go to bed. And more often than not, I end up just going to bed 
and it's strictly because I know the lights are about to turn off and uh, I'm going to have to go through some sort of hassle to get them back on. And not even like a hassle, more just like there's going to be some friction on me getting the lights turned back on because I'm going to have to pull up the special app that handles it. And, you know, very like minor things. But the end result is I'm like, eh, it's not worth it. I'll just go to bed. It's already late. Um, but that's the, in, in the instance you just described, that app that you have is controlling your life. Yeah. So you might have wanted to go read something. Maybe you, you, you thought like, you know, your brain doesn't shut down just because you get into bed or you're, you're watching TV or whatever you're doing. Yeah. So that app then says, you know, I'm going to go off at one o'clock and instead of reprogramming it, which means it'll ask you, do you want to do it for this one time or do you want to do it for all times? And you get up and you figure out, well, you know, most times I'm in bed by one o'clock so you could turn it off. But that's, technology controlling your behavior right because you don't want to you know work on the technology to make it and and in your case you are a technologist you're a brilliant technologist so you know this is easy for you to do if you decide that you want to reprogram your app to turn the lights off at two o'clock in the morning whatever it is but imagine the homeowner that's not technology savvy doesn't have any Mm -hmm. young people in the house to help them with technology and so you allow the technology to say okay go to bed drew you don't need to be up in here doing all this stuff just go to bed but what about the person who is in, you know, in another situation? They're late night people. They don't get home until one o'clock or, mm-hmm. you know, and they had a set for this or, you know, any number of scenarios. But the point I'm trying to make is just for you, it's simple. If you took the average person, what you just described would not be simple, you know. So, oh, I've yeah. got to go find the app. You know, I've got to do this to the app and all that stuff, you know. Yeah. I think it's, it's one of those things where we haven't done a good job of helping people understand what these technologies we're putting in front of them. You know, we were talking about this before, um, you know, people buying a phone every two years or replacing their computers every three or four years. That's the market driving your behavior because that flip phone that you had from the early 2000s still works. It doesn't have all the bells and whistles that the newer phones have, but it still works. And if you have a phone simply for the ability to communicate, that flip phone is great. If you have a phone uh, what do you call these smartphones? If you have a smartphone, you know, from 2010, that phone still works. If you get an update on that phone, you're good. You don't need a new phone. If it yeah. takes pictures or send text messages or whatever it is, you can access the application. You're great. But the way technology is pushed to us, we become a slave to it, right? So, you mm-hmm. know, I got to go get a new phone. You know, the Apple, I can't tell you how many uh, messages I've gotten for Apple about the Apple 14 whatever it is, the iPhone 14 Pro and, you know, why? I have 11. You know, I, I wouldn't got an Apple uh, iPhone 11. You mean I got to go get a 12 or 13 or 14 every year? I got to have, no. And and what's really um, interesting, and I love Apple. I don't want to ever say anything that's disparaging. But, but you know, at Christmas time, Apple's going to bombard you with new things to go buy. And mm-hmm. many of us fall victim to it. We go buy. We go buy it. And so with subscriptions, with technology, all these things, are we aware how much is controlling our behavior and making us do something or not do something? You know, you could think about the carriers, you know, so T-Mobile is supposed to be this consumer sell. You got all of these things that are out there. And literally all we're talking about is, do you need it? And is it good for you? Will you know how to control? So yeah. I just like to know, like, in, as the market progresses and we move forward to more technology and less, less human work, if you will, when do we stop and recognize what the, you know, 
but the choices we're making are and the consequences of those choices. Yeah, that's a great question. And again, another really hard one to answer. I guess a couple things that come to mind are like the the friction that's either being removed or increased with all of these things. Like when we think about jumping back to like the lights on and off, like there's going to be some friction for me to turn that off. And there's going to be a lot of friction for other people to turn it off and like a lot or a little. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For non-technical people and like any bit of friction, like I think much like voting, like any little bit of friction that you introduce is going to knock people out of the running. So like as little friction as we can have with these apps, I think is a good thing. And even when we talk about subscription services and like uh, removing a subscription service. So I think one reason that that company that manages your subscriptions for you Uh, exists is because there's a lot of friction involved in canceling services, right? So I know like back in the satellite radio days, when you wanted to cancel your satellite radio, you had to call up and you had to like go through three or four people to like cancel your phone as those three or four people are all trying to get you to keep your existing subscription going. And at some point, for a lot of people, they just say, okay, you know what? You're giving it to me a lot cheaper this year. I'll just keep it for one more year and worry about this next year. And that's friction that is probably like wasting your money as a consumer, right? Because if you really don't want the subscription service, you should be able to just turn it off without having to have uh, social interactions with multiple folks. There are even some states have laws uh like regulations for websites saying, hey, if you can subscribe online to your service, you have to be able to unsubscribe online for your service. And what these companies do is they then like geolocate uh, where you're coming from. And if you're not coming from a state with one of those laws saying that you can, that you have to be able to unsubscribe from the website, you may not be able to unsubscribe from the website or from the service. You may actually have to uh, call in and go through several like customer service folks that are trying to uh, beg you to stay a customer, which is, again, like more friction that is not good. Exactly. And so one of the interesting things about that, the complications of what you just described, the average person, non-technical person has now, let me do my favorite, Sirius XM. Mm -hmm. So normally when you buy a new car or a car within a certain number of years, it comes with like three months subscription to Sirius XM. Once the three months is over, they automatically subscribe you to their subscription. They don't ask you. They don't send you an email. They automatically. And somewhere in the fine print, when you got that three month subscription, it said it was going to do that. It was going to automatically subscribe to cancel that subscription is exactly what you just said. You know, it's nightmarish because when you try to cancel on the app, you have to go call somebody. You call somebody and that person is not American, you know, and, and that does no no discrimination, no meanness meant but i mean like you're talking to a person who is somewhere else the call center yeah it's harder harder to communicate together right right and and then you know they start offering you something so dan told me one time he said i quit any this he quit one subscription i think he said for three months he said went back it was half the price he paid when he had it originally and so Mm -hmm. it's serious they do the same thing so they know negotiate with you to keep you to stay okay what if we give you you know, the subscription for a year for $50. Like, that's what it should have been to begin with, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, they're charging $169, you know, all these different things. 
you know, it, it, it's not consumer friendly. And that's all I can say about most of these subscriptions. You know, it's easy to do it. So HBO Max has a thing on the TV right now where you can get HBO Max and all the services that come with that for $9.99 a month. And there's some fine print right there at the very bottom, you know, about this. And most of us never read it. And that fine print is what is the consequence. Because if you're not paying attention to what you've said or done, you may be on the hook for something that you don't want, or you may find yourself trapped in it and you can't get out. So I encourage everybody to read the fine print. I, you know, and it's, it's dense. It's not meant for, I mean, a lawyer wrote this, right? So, you know, when you, you, you accept their agreement or whatever it is, by the time you get to the bottom, you've got three headaches and you just want to hang up or stop doing whatever it is you're doing. And they do that intentionally, right? They make it harder for you. And with technology doing what it is doing, we are in a place right now where we will find in a number of years and probably not that long, maybe 2030. I don't know. I'm sure I'll be dead by then. But but, you know, these things will be so much in our lives that we don't know how to untangle ourselves. Right. So I sent you a thing of, of all the um, rocket money, I believe, is the one that's on TV. But all the things that tell you about how you can ups- unsubscribe. But this is the catch. So it's what you said about VPN, right? So you might not be on the internet, you know, with all that other stuff, but now VPN has all of your information. And the same Mm -hmm. is true for Rocket Money, right? So now they know your subscriptions. They know, you know, what credit card or the credit card ending number, who knows, but they know something in order to cancel your subscriptions. And so the good is, is there's a service that will cancel your unwanted or unused subscription. The problem is, is it puts you in another place. And every time you trade information, so you go from your subscription, Netflix, to Rocket Money, every time you're making yourself more and more visible to in the internet world, right? Because there's no guarantee that Rocket Money or Netflix or anybody else will sell your information, be hacked, any number of things. And so subscriptions are great, right? We, we love our subscriptions. We subscribe to almost everything, you know. I, I take it you have not subscribed to the clothing subscription yet. But, <laughs> no, not but, not yet. <laughs> but but you know we've subscribed to a lot of things and they're appealing and they offer us opportunities. I just say you know and I'm sure you're all tired of hearing me say this, but be careful on the internet. It is great. It's it's like anything in life. It's good and bad at the exact same time. You know the internet makes it convenient. Most of us couldn't even get to our grandmother's house now without a navigator in our car or on our phone. We put the address mm-hmm. in, it just takes us right on down the road. You know, remember, we used to have to read maps to get places. You know, you have to find out where these places. We don't do that anymore. And in a lot of ways, these convenient technologies are lessening our senses. You know, it doesn't make us, you know, work to know something. You know, we can just let the technology figure it out. So, you know, if you want to know what 0.638% offer $149, you're not going to calculate that. You're going to put it in your phone, your phone, mm-hmm. pop, pop. And that in less than a minute, you'll know the answer where in your brain, you'll be like, okay, I'll write this number down. What is six, you know, 6% of 149. You know, you go through all these iterations and then you round. So that's what I do. So if I, I need to know something. And so if I was trying to do 6.628 of something, then it would just be six. But if I was doing 6.6, it would be seven, right? Mm-hmm. And th- that would be how I come up with my answer. I'm probably off by something. But my technology can do it and give me the exact thing. It's problematic. It is because we don't have to use our brains as much to know stuff as we had to do before technology became so integral to our lives. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm like awful with like math nowadays, like any sort of 
adding or subtracting, like even if I think that I have the right answer in my head, I still put it in a calculator just because it's so fast to pop up online. And right. like, I know that I'm not going to, I know that it's not going to be a, uh, that I'm not going to flake out on it if I just do, the, if I let something else do the math for me. Um, another thing that comes to mind with these subscriptions, uh, especially around like cancellations are, I've seen a lot of things where they'll say, hey, we're going to give you the first three months for free, uh, but just go ahead and give us your uh, credit card number and we'll charge you after that time runs out. And that to me is uh, a red flag when it comes to signing up for anything. Like if I'm not ready to pay for something, uh, I will not give them a credit card because there's only a matter of it's only a matter of time before they accidentally charge you. Uh, you forget about it and they charge you with, uh, you know, what you agreed to three or six months ago. Or you put a credit card in there, they never charge you, but then they have a data breach and now your credit card is uh, 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 leaked and, you know, you're going to have to cancel that credit card for, you know, no real gain because you never really wanted to subscribe to the service. So like being careful with your credit card numbers and very specific about what you give, what uh, sites you allow to have your credit card number are very uh, important as well. Right. And, and at the end of the day, there are tons of subscriptions, really, really great subscriptions out there. And we're not, we're not telling you not to subscribe. What we're suggesting is that you understand what it is you're subscribing to and what's the pros and cons. So how do you get out of your subscription? You know, mm -hmm. if it's too troublesome to unsubscribe, most of us will leave it in there and continue to be charged, right, without thinking about it. And, you know, if you're rich, you know, it's no consequence. But if you're an average person like most of us are, you know, these little charges eventually add up. You know, mm -hmm. I remember I used to have Time Warner Cable and I think they eventually became Spectrum. And my bill was like $150 or something like that a month. I had premium channels and everything. And so I moved to AT&T and they eventually repartnered with DirecTV. So now I have DirecTV. My bill is less, but I have all these subscriptions. So what was in the premium thing I got with Spectrum and Time Warner now are services that I paid that are outside of time order, although mm -hmm. they show up in direct TV. So when I go to direct TV, I see Hulu and all those other things, but I'm paying for them separately. So when you add it all together, you're almost at the same place with cable. You are. Mm -hmm. So when you think about the cost of these things and then the complications of not being, not using them or not. Now I will say Netflix, Hulu, Disney, HBO, they're fairly simple to cancel. You know, it doesn't yeah. take a lot to cancel. Now, they may charge you, like if you cancel in the middle of the month, they may charge you for the whole month or something like that, you know, something like But they're fairly simple to cancel. It's these other subscriptions with these little, you know, I would say screws that dig down in and you can't get those screws out. You know, they get into yeah. the, to the, to the resource and you can't undo them or they're very difficult to undo. And when you're talking to somebody on the phone, you know, one of the things I hate, and this has nothing to do with subscription, they have some automated system, you call them, like Fidelity, for example, mm -hmm. Fidelity Investments. You call them, and it, you ask, it, it asks you for all this information. You give it information. Then somebody gets on the phone and says, may I have your name? I'm like, what the hell did you just <laughs> ask me that for? Yeah. I'm the like, well, your date of birth, your address. You just asked me for all that. I put it in there. You mean the system does not connect with you? We just have to verify what the system said. What the hell? That's a complication for the consumer. And yeah. for me, I'm not the most patient person in the world. It's to aggravation. It's just, why do you have the robot there? Why not just have a person yeah. answer the phone, right? Yeah. 
it's like the hiring systems where you have to upload your resume and then give them your name and then give them your employment history. And it's like, all that's right. on the resume, like what one or the other, like you, you shouldn't need both of them. Right. Exactly. And so, you know, we encourage people to, to explore technology, but just understand just like everything in your life, in your regular life, you know, it's not black and white, right? You, you, you know, are we going to eat chicken tonight? That's probably pretty black and white, but you could dig down in that. So when you barbecue chicken, fried chicken, baked chicken, grilled chicken, you know, mm-hmm. th- there's places that go down and we, we make decisions about that stuff in our head pr- fairly simple. But with technology, it's not quite that simple because, you know, it's like the, the flow chart branch, right? If yes, then this, if no, then this, and you know, you keep going and eventually you run to a place where you mean to stop, right? You, you hit a stop. And the question is, how do you get around that stop? You know? And I remember the first time I saw a stop in a flow chart, it, it's, it took me a minute to understand what that meant. What do you mean stop? Because something you did up there was not right. And so you hit this place where you were at a stop, right? So yeah. think about technology like that. So you know, if you didn't read the fine print, if you gave them your credit card, you know, they said, oh, great. We want you here for three months. Please let us keep your credit card on file. That's when you hit that stop. And the stop requires you to stop and think about what happened up, up there. And that's how we should be about technology. So for those of you who don't understand a flowchart, Drew is going to explain flowcharts to you in one of these podcasts months later on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like uh, I think that's a good analogy because a lot of times these flowcharts are like mazes, right? Like we really just want to get to the end where like we get the service or we don't get the service. But there are all like like exactly like you're saying, there are all these decisions that it's going to be like a choose your own adventure, right? Like, right. well, I want this, but not this, but not this, but also not this. OK, that's a blocker. Start over. <laughs> like it's right. it's hard to navigate. Right. And, and I think that if we are really careful in how we proceed, you know, with subscriptions, if you are, I, let me pick on Drew. Drew is a mo- movie guy. He loves movies. He loves these things. So when he subscribes to something, he's pretty well investigated. He knows what it is. He knows what he's going to get and all that stuff. If you're not a Drew and pick something you like, you know, anything you like, if you're a clothes person, a food person, they got things that are delivered food to you, got DoorDash mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And let me just give you a little side. So most pizza restaurants still deliver to you, but we've got to the place we buy our pizza through DoorDash and, and pay a fee where you could get Pizza Hut or Domino, whoever you like to deliver to you. I don't understand that, but that's the whole another conversation. <laughs> but, if, but if you think about technology in a way that you are thoughtful, right? So you are making careful decisions about technology. I think you'll be fine. Like, if Drew will ever tell you all of his movie history, it makes sense to to me how he decides to subscribe or not subscribe to something. You know, so he mentioned to me before we got on on the call that he has a movie subscription too, so he gets to go to any movie, a, mm-hmm. a specific brand of movie. Like, so can you go to? Um, I don't know what the, I know AMC is one. What are all the different movie types? Like, can you go to yeah. any of those, or you only can go to that one you specifically subscribe to only- their service? So we subscribe to one called Regal. Uh, so it has to be like owned by a Regal theater. I think there's like Regal and AMC. Regal and AMC, I think, are the big ones. So we can't go to an AMC movie or an AMC theater, but we can go to any Regal. Uh, uh, yeah, and it, it it works great. Like it, <laughs> we uh, we generally go to Regal movies, but the other uh, we usually go to like one in Cary. But like one day they weren't showing one in Cary at the time we wanted, so we went up to like North Raleigh. It was just as easy to go into the movie up there as it was to like in our hometown. So it, it made it like it, it was great. <laughs> right, 
And so in that instance, you hear subscription. But what if you decides, well, I don't want to go to these movies anymore. I want to go to this kind of movie. You know, like he will he will know how to get out of that and choose something else and, you know, understand how to negotiate prices for it and all those things like that. As a consumer, we all should be following that example. It's like making sure we are safe online all the time and making sure we limit the amount of information we give to people. I got uh, one of these things that it rolls across your name and whatever it is and blacks it out. You know, mm-hmm. I found out the other day that even if you black it out, somebody can hold it up to a, a light and see what's under it. You know, so technology is, is, is fast. It's moving. And it's not, in my opinion, good for the consumer. Thank you for listening to Eminent Technology. If you like the show, please review, subscribe, and recommend us to your friends and family. We'd love to hear feedback from you as well. You can email us at eminentteachnology at gmail.com. See y'all soon.